Welcome to That's Deep Bro, Serious Questions with Silly People. I'm your host, Christina Pajitsky, and um, I hope your week's going well, bros. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm very excited. I, what have I been up to? <laughs> Waiting to pump out this life that's growing inside of me. <laughs> God, trying not to gain a thousand pounds. It's fucking brutal. Uh, but good, good. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're joining me today. My topic is going to be uh, jealousy and envy. <sighs> Doesn't that kind of like give you the shivers just even saying it? Like I feel ashamed even introducing the topic because it's it's so, um, ugh, right? Right? Just ugh. like you don't want to admit to ever feeling those things. <sighs> but I'm going to and we're going to we're going to do it because I think that there's actually an upside to jealousy, excuse me, uh, jealousy and envy. Actually, there's there's quite an upside to both of those things. And did you know that those are two separate things? They really are. Uh, so I'm going to get into it this episode. Also, please, please, hey, you're going to shop for the holidays pretty soon because it is coming fast. Um, do me a flave when you do your holiday shopping, which I hope you do on Amazon just to save your life. If you want to get your life, shop on Amazon and ship those gifts to your family that don't live nearby or that do live nearby even. I mean, why spend the time wrapping and carrying gifts to folks' houses when you can just ship the damn thing and Amazon will wrap it for you and even have like a nice little card. Uh, so use my banner for thatsdeepropodcast.com. Click on my homepage there. There's a little banner. You click on the thing and then you do the shopping you do the shopping and the shopping like you normally would, Theo. Rudy! <laughs> that guy raves people. So <laughs> weird. It's so crazy that Bill Cosby is a rapist. And like, not just your, your everyday rapist, like a serial psychopathic rapist. Like, rapist. Wow. Wow. It's so, I don't even think comedians know how to start talking about it because we're all still processing it. That Bill Cosby, I never thought I'd even say the sentence, Bill Cosby is a serial rapist. He is a horrible, horrible, horrible human being. And I don't understand why that Camille stays with him. Do you? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess part of it is like, she don't want some other bitch in her house. Maybe that is that what it is? Like you don't want some other woman coming into your house, taking your remote control, wearing the same shit you got on, and say, fuck you. I understand. But I don't. Like, why not just divorce the cause, take half his shit, take half those Cosby sweaters, and like get your life and live your life. But she's like, No, I'm gonna support my husband, the rapist. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by my man. <laughs> What are you supposed to stand by your man when he's a, a murdering person or murderer rapist? No, dude. I think there's a there's a limit to stand by your man. I'm pretty sure that song should have had a caveat. Stand by your man unless he's a serial rapist or murderer, you fucking dumb cunt. <sighs> this is this is what happens when I record before evening. I'm I'm a little grumpier in the morning. <laughs> A little saucier, a little more opinionated. But you know what? You got to go with what God gave you. Okay, let's get into it, man. I'm so, I'm so like ooky about this topic because I want to go there. I want to go there with you. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's ooky. But let's go. Okay, let's, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go.
of course, that's the Queen Kim Deal, Queen of the Universe, Goddess Supreme, uh, Kim Deal, formerly of the Pixies. You know, and I know I cheated, okay? I played that song before, I think in another episode, because I was so, I just love that song. It's such a great, um, the lyrics are so great, right? I'm happy for you, but I feel like crying. I'm happy for you, but I feel like dying. I'm happy for you, but from the stem and not from the root. Ooh, ooh. I mean, that could be a lot of things. That could be like a, a lover that's moved on. That could be um, someone, like your friend who just got something that you wanted to get. That could be a lot of things. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Kim Deal, man. Come on. They don't make them like Kim Deal anymore. I feel like she's she's actually like a super talented person. They don't they don't do that anymore, right? P- do people learn how to play instruments in their garage from the time they're like 13 anymore and then start bands not knowing what's going to happen and then become sensations or do you just get on YouTube immediately when you're five years old and just get a million followers? I don't know. I don't know. Explain it to me. So, jealousy, envy. Ugh, the ugly. They're so ugly, aren't they? The green-eyed monster. That's what they call uh, jealousy from a fellow. <laughs> it's a Shakespeare play I read in um, in high school, actually. I was lucky enough to read Shakespeare in high school. Othello. Remember that one? Did you read that one? Did you see that movie? I don't know if I can remember what it was about. About some guy who was jealous about stuff, right? Um, but jealousy is in philosophy, believe it or not. And, um, you know, I go back to the Greeks because those guys kind of simplified stuff. I feel like the Greeks had it right, and then we took a detour somewhere during Descartes, and um, and that guy ruined everything. But Aristotle says... In rhetoric, rhetoric, book two, chapter ten, and I know you guys have written that, read that book, um, and it's probably highlighted and outlined. But I'll I'll just read it for you. Envy, envy is pain at the good fortune of others. Oof. Hey, that's good, right? That's a really succinct, um, logical way of putting it. The pain at the good fortune of others. Ouch! See, guys, everyone. By the way. By the way, let me point out that when I was studying philosophy in school, uh, people would be like, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that major? And philosophy is bullshit. You're majoring in bullshit. Well, let me tell you something, person in my head, is that these motherfuckers, Aristotle was living, what, before, before anything existed, before... There was just some rocks and sandals. And then this guy was like, oh, yeah, I know what envy is. Uh, it's the pain of the good fortune of others. He just knew that shit. And they didn't have Google or computers or um, soap or penicillin or chairs. I just, what a horrible time to be alive. Could you even imagine? Like you died at like, well, they didn't even die. At, I think the medieval period you died at 35. But back then, I think you died at 10. Like Aristotle was probably like eight years old when he wrote that. And then he died from like dysentery or or just like not washing your hands ever. Ugh, could you imagine? How do people like, how is, oh, you know what I was thinking about, which is so stupid, but whenever I watch those period piece movies, like, um, like the Tudors and stuff, you know when they're Frenching and you're like, dude, it's so gnarly, like nobody's brushing their teeth. Everybody's crotch smells like fucking dog balls. And, you know, like everybody was so dirty back then. <laughs> but imagine how filthier they were in the, in the Greek times. <laughs> Everybody's sandals smell like shit. Ugh. And how did women have babies back then? You just died. Everybody just died. If your kid was too big to come out of you, too bad, bitch. You're going to die. Actually, I heard C-section came from Caesar, Julius Caesar, um, who ordered them, if the woman was going to die anyways, to cut her open and take the baby out so we can thank Julius Caesar. <laughs> okay. So we got Aristotle, who gave that wonderfully succinct description of what envy is. Let's go to Kant, which that's in the modern period of philosophy. This is the age uh, where people believe that reason and rationality should reign supreme. 
and um, machines started to come into existence and and uh, people weren't living in caves anymore. People were living in indoors and using things like electricity and people bathed. I'm not, I think they had soap back then. I think, yes, 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 yes. Soap and um, various antiseptic things. Kant was a bit of a cunt himself. He was a bit of a bore. Okay, so this is his, but this is, this is the one this philosophy loves Kant. This is his way of, of describing envy. Envy is a propensity to view the well-being of others with distress, okay, even though it does not detract from one's own. It is a reluctance to see our own well-being overshadowed by another's because the standard we use to see how well off we are is not the intrinsic worth of our own well-being, but how it compares to that of others. Jesus. They didn't have fucking periods back then. I guess they didn't have punctuation uh, when Kant was writing. Oh, but you know why? This is translated from German. That's another problem. And that fucking German language, everything is, um, you know, every word, everything is long. They, they just add on. They tack on words to words. It's probably why it's so um, long. Jesus. Envy aims, at least in terms of one's wishes, at destroying others' good fortune. Now, see, I'm not sure... Um, I don't, I don't know if that's accurate. Envy aims at least in terms of one's wishes at destroying others' good fortune. Yeah, okay, okay. So maybe in your mind you want to destroy someone else's good fortune. But my understanding of envy is, uh, is uh, yeah, no, that's the bad side of envy. There's actually, my shrink explained it to me yesterday because I brought this up in, in my therapy, um, that there's two forms of envy. One being the kind that you look over at someone's shit, you look over in someone else's lane and you go, oh, that's... Like, let's say your friend gets a new car and you go, oh, that's a, wow, that's a really nice car, Sandy. Wow, I really like it. I, I never thought of getting a Mercedes, but, it, you know, I see you in it and I really, I like it. I'm inspired. This inspires me, Cindy or Sandy or Tracy to work harder and get myself a Mercedes. Okay, so that's like the healthy side of envy. And then there's the not so healthy side. <laughs> That's the one where you wish that person would be set on fire with kerosene and you want to take that Mercedes and you want to f- just burn it to the ground and and take Sandy out of the car and stab her to death. Um, and that, I believe, is what Kant is referring to, destroying others' good fortune and maybe even destroying that other person. A lot of murders happen. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that's many a murderer's defense. Envy. And then there's my favorite version, uh, which is called Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Listen to these Germans. They really hit the nail on the head with human life, right? Okay, so the Germans, Schadenfreude. If you haven't heard this term before, I highly recommend using this term in front of your friends or like at a party. You'll seem so smart because you know what, what Schadenfreude is. It's the best, dude. Like you drop this word in front of other smart people, and they're like, wow, you really know what's up, bro. And you're like, yeah, I listen to that Steve, bro. Everything I know is from Christina Pajitsky and that Steve, bro. She teaches me how to live. Okay, so um, schadenfreude, schaden, uh, schaden literally is harm, freud, freud, joy, literally means harm, joy. It is the feeling or pleasure when one sees another fail or suffer misfortune. It is also borrowed by some other languages. An English term of similar meaning is to gloat. Not really. Which means to feel or express great, often malicious pleasure, self-satisfaction, one's own success or at another's feeling. Gloating, I think, is more like bragging to me. I don't see that being similar at all. I think schadenfreude is to take pleasure from the misfortune of others to really relish when some piece of shit, some POS, which is an, another term I, I invented POS. Um, you know, when you see like a shit dick, just someone you hate, like maybe the, maybe it's your coworker that sucks up to the boss constantly and does half ass work. And you know it, everybody knows it. Everybody's like, dude, why is fucking Dale uh, getting promoted? That guy doesn't do anything. Well, it's because he's sucking up to the boss, right? He's got that FaceTime. And, um, but when something bad happens to Dale, 
you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe he gets caught watching porn at work on the computer and you're like, wow, fucker. See, it's awesome. Schadenfreude. You're happy that he got caught and he's being reprimanded and some HR person is talking to him, um, about not watching porn at work. And that's Schadenfreude. Um, I'm not above it. I fucking love it personally. <laughs> I I do because I feel like um it's so few, it's so few and far between when you actually get to see the people you hate fall. And and when you do, it's like, yes, oh, you're just the worst. You're just I knew you were you were horrible. Um yeah. I'm trying to, there's a few people that I, I get I get extreme joy from uh watching them watching them uh fall. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. So, you know, someone wrote in asking me to do this topic, and I thought, I thought, wow, that's, that's really cool. And I was, like, um, thinking about my um, my hate affair with Tyler Oakley, you know? And I got to be honest, was I, like, well, I thought to myself, Christina, are you, are you jealous of, are you envious of Tyler Oakley? Are you a little... Oh God, throw up. Are you are you a little uh, jealous of him? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm envious of Tyler Oakley's success. You know, maybe because he's got like a zillion people watching him uh, talk about fucking dog shit about nothing, and he's got millions of dollars. So yeah, yeah, on that level, fuck yeah, I envy that guy. He's he's, uh, he's built something really really cool. But now the other side of that is I don't I don't wish ill will on him. I really I don't know him. Um. But it's it's inspirational, if you will, right? Because then I go, oh, I want to. Oh, it's really cool. Like you can actually do that. Like you can build a platform on nonsense, but maybe you could build a platform on something really intelligent too. And it, it's inspirational. So, yeah. But I, you know, there was a time when when I wasn't so uh, enlightened. You know, um, in fact, there was a time I would say around two thousand five or six where I was, I still had a day job and I hadn't quit yet to become a comic. And I think I was envious of people who were doing what I wanted to do. And so I remember spending hours like Googling other comics who were doing what I wanted to be doing and just like looking at the cool stuff they were doing. And then I would just heap on piles of shame and sadness on myself and I don't, I don't think I was, I didn't know at the time what I was doing. I just knew that, I just knew that Googling other people to see what they're doing <laughs> is, uh, is, it's the devil's asshole. It's the road to fucking hating yourself and ruin. Like if you want to feel bad about yourself, go ahead and Google what, what someone you think is successful is doing that you're not doing and you will, it's the worst and so through many years of therapy, I, I've learned that never, ever do that. Just don't. Just don't. Sa- save yourself the, um, the negative energy of doing that because it just makes you feel bad about where you're at <laughs> instead of celebrating where you're at. I mean, but who hasn't done it? Be honest. You listening right now, you're judging me. Oh, Christina, how dare you? Well, you know you've done it, right? When you've gone down that rabbit hole of someone else's life just looking, hunting for chinks in the armor to make sure that they're miserable on some level just to make certain that their life isn't as perfect as you think it is. And then when you find that little hole in their world, you're like, yes, yes. Oh, she was bulimic at some time. Good. Or, ah, but she doesn't have a boyfriend or love in her life. So good. (laughs) (sighs) This is horrible. Um, five. I've stopped doing that, I, I, and I and I have stopped doing that because it's <laughs> it's really counterproductive. And and all that does, let's be honest, is is make you feel like shit. And um and and it takes away from what you got to do, which is staying in your own lane. And that is the biggest lesson. And that is why I don't do that anymore. Because uh, you just got to stay in your own lane and focus. Do not look at what other people are doing, dudes. I mean, unless it's to celebrate it and be like, oh, that's that's cool. That's, um, yeah, you don't want to like put a bar on it, but you definitely don't want to go to the obsessive Googling and searching for holes um, in their lives and hoping that it's miserable. 
Okay, so you're never going to Google anybody else's life ever again and go down the rabbit hole. We've covered that. Now, did you know that there's a difference between jealousy and envy? I did not. My shrink explained this to me ages ago, and then yesterday we talked briefly about it again. So here's the difference, okay? Envy occur occurs when we lack a desired attribute enjoyed by another. So meaning... When you feel envy towards somebody else, it's usually because there's something inside of you that wishes you had what that person has, but you don't know that it's not necessarily a conscious thing. You just know like, oh God, like you fucking hate that person or whatever. And it's because on some level you think that you don't have what they have, or maybe you, you need to work on that part of you, right? So that's envy. And then there's two tiers to envy, one being the healthy kind that I mentioned where someone has a car you want and you're like, oh, dude, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to get that car. The, the, the downside of envy is I hate that person. I'm going to fucking I'm going to murder them and I, I hope everything evil happens to them. And you kind of spiral down into that shittiness um, and you waste your energy hating somebody that it's just it's not it's pointless. Uh, and then there's jealousy. Jealousy occurs when something we already possess, usually a special relationship, is threatened by a third person. So that's classic love triangle type stuff, right? Where you you think your someone's in, your boyfriend or whatever your girlfriend is is into somebody else, and you go into a crazy jealous rage. It's feelings of inferiority. It's the worst. <laughs> the fucking worst to be jealous. And not only that, let me tell you, Miss Christina in her younger days had many experiences with that and it never works. It's just the, it's so pointless to be jealous of other people, especially in, in special quote relationships. It's like, it's the fucking lamest. I'll talk about that in a minute. So envy is a two person situation, whereas jealousy is a three person situation. Envy is a reaction to lacking something and jealousy is a reaction to the threat of losing something, but usually someone. Okay, so envy is a feeling of discontent or covetousness with regard to someone's advantages, possessions or traits such as beauty, success or talent. And you know, I, I really think... Um, what I, I did this, I think I meant, did I talk about this already on the show? I did this article for some magazine and they're like, how do you, how would you tell your children to deal with the fact that they're not getting as many gifts as their rel their cousins or something? And I'm like, well, you tell them that, uh, you know, you're not getting as many gifts as the other kids, <laughs> but then they'll feel bad. Yeah, that's life. Sometimes people have better things than you. That's just a fact. There are people way better looking than you who have better lives, who live in bigger houses, who drive better cars, and who are way smarter than me or you. <laughs> and um, But it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to have that shit, right? Because you don't know what that person has gone through also to get the stuff they have, which is another part to envy. I, I know I, I've listened to Dr. Laura as a joke most of the time, but she made a really good point that I'm going to share with you. She said that she had like some kind of glass object on her desk and that some coworker was like, oh, that's a really cool glass object. I, you know, I got, I wish I were you. And then Dr. Laura was like, yeah, but do you really want to go through all the stuff that I go through to have that thing? And that's the truth of it. When you get envious of someone, stop and think like, dude, am I really willing to go through? Do I really want to be um, Heidi Klum? Fuck, hell to the no. Hell to the no, no. Are you kidding me? To never be able to eat a piece of cheesecake. Um, to have It's such so stressful. You have to imagine how horribly stressful that is too. Uh, to be a supermodel or to be, you know, whatever. I don't know what goes into it, uh, clearly, but uh, all the glitters is not gold. So, but the reason that we do this, it's a common defense to shame envy when we feel less than another in some respect. And that's why this topic is so hard to talk about, I think, because at the core of it is shame. 
you feel shameful about not having or not being good enough. Uh, at least in your perception, you're, you are ashamed. And so when you feel envy, it's like a nice cover, right? It's a defense mechanism. And when you're hating someone or hate, you know, I get haters got to hate. When you're hating on someone, it's the defense and it's working and you're not aware of feeling inadequate. And you may even feel superior to that person and disparage the person we envy. Oh no, Tyler Oakley. Am I, am I, is that what I'm doing with him? Am I being a fucking hater? Oh God. I don't know. I'm so confused. Okay. So you might feel superior and disparage the person that you envy. Oh God. Isn't it just, it's so gross, isn't it? Do you feel, I'm so ashamed right now. Ugh. So coveting something someone has and using it as inspiration or a way of going, uh, is that really what I want? Oh, that's why. Sorry, this is one of my notes. I just wrote. Um, yeah, so you can use it, like I said, positively. Can it, can it motivate you to be bigger, better? Absolutely. And it can also make you spiral and hate yourself. Um, okay. So envy is kind of a reminder of how fragile we actually feel in the world. Um, why can so-and-so do that and I can't? Why does he get to do that and I don't? And what does their having that mean about me? Most of us have not been taught uh, the process to which to look into our darkest fears and open ourselves up to our deepest doubts, right? So a lot of times that threatens our world. And, And envy is like, it's a doorway into your own dark shit. So of course you don't want to look at yourself. You don't want to go, oh, what's wrong with me that I am feeling this way? Because nine times out of ten, when people piss you, quote, piss you off or get on your nerves, it's like, unless sometimes they are actively harming you, like, it's really you, dude. It's you reacting to somebody in some illogical way. Um, so jealousy also stems from feelings of inadequacy, although they are usually more conscious than with envy. It says here in the Psychology Today article. However, whereas envy is the desire to possess what someone else has, jealousy is the fear of losing what we have. We feel vulnerable to losing the attention or feelings of someone close to us. It is defined as mental uneasiness due to suspicion or fear of rivalry or unfaithfulness that may include envy when our rival has aspects that we desire. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, maybe you're afraid that... uh, you're fat, and then this girl that's been hanging out with your husband, well, she's nice and skinny. Maybe you're, you're afraid of, of him loving her. Oh, Jesus Christ. But jelly, jelly, jellies, <laughs> that's, that's what we say when I'm petting one of my dogs, and then the other dog gets jelly. The, usually when I'm petting Fifo, the male dog, then little Bitsy, the, the puppy, gets jellies, and she comes over, and she starts licking my hand incessantly. Come on, Mommy, play with me, too. Uh, but jealousy actually has a pretty pretty killer function uh, in terms of survival of the species because by discouraging infidelity, jealousy historically has served to maintain the species, right? Um, you know, things like paternity and the integrity of the family and stuff like that. But it can also be a destructive, forces, a destructive force in relationships. Most of the time, it's the cause of spousal homicide. Yeah, I remember when I uh, when I was in law school for two whole weeks, I did criminal law, and that was like the number one case we covered was that type of uh, lying in wait, first degree murder, usually jealousy of the husband. Nine times out of ten, when a woman is murdered and she's married, it's the jealousy of the husband. So yeah, pretty fucking horrendous. Ugh. Okay. So whether we're in position position of being the have or the have not, essentially both envy and jealousy involve comparisons that reflect a feeling of insufficiency. I'm inferior to X who has what I want, or I'm inferior to X who may diminish or is diminishing my importance to someone, which is sad, right? Because basically at the end of the day, you just feel like shit about yourself, and that's why you're acting out. <sighs> so sad. Um... But jealousy and love, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I've fucked up so many times as a younger person with jealousy and love. Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed to even talk about it, but I will. Um, you know, when I was like 20 years old, I had a boyfriend who, I, oh, I had it for like many years. Like we were like high school sweethearts, and then we went to college, 
And, um, you know, you do that weird dance of trying to stay together for college, but you start fucking other people, basically, is what really happens. Not to discourage any of you doing that. I'm sure you can hold together a high school romance that transitions into college. Yeah, okay, good luck. Uh, we tried, and uh, basically, you know, he was... I think he was messing around with this other girl, even though he denied it and denied it. And, and I, I fucking lost my mind. Like I lost my shit on this girl at a party. One time I saw her, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And I, um, <laughs> I was like 20 years old. I got super hammered, of course. And I was like, I forget even what I was saying to her, just talking all kinds of crazy shit, calling her names, and telling her to get the hell out of the house and this and that. And uh, ugh, I'm so embarrassed. So she walked, she left, she left this party because I was clearly out of my mind. And I fucking stuck my head out the window and like spit on this girl. <laughs> Not proud of it. And I think that was the time I learned that jealousy is really pointless because it's you're never going to make that dude like you you know, if he's, if he likes this other chick, that's on you. Like, there's nothing you can do, bros. There's nothing you can do. And in fact, the best thing you can do, I always tell girls this, man, is, uh, fucking walk away. Just ignore him. It's so funny. Like, I hate to say this. I'm such a horrible person, but when it comes to like girl, like heterosexual relationships, that's all I can speak on. Well, except for the occasional one or two in college, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but girls are always so sprung on dudes and like, what should I do? What? How should I? Should I call him? Should I die? Should I cook dinner for him? Like, dude, listen. Bros are super, in my opinion, straight guys, if they're normal, if they're healthy, uh, pretty standard, all right? The way to treat them, guys, guys, people in general, I would say people, not just men, people want what they can't have. That's human nature. And uh, if you have some self-respect for yourself as a woman, you don't fucking bang the dude on the first minute you meet him, which is why it really bums me out. I know so many girls on Tinder, like younger girls, unmarried girls, obviously, uh, banging tons of strangers and then being like, there's no good guys out there. Well, yeah, there are, but I don't know if they want to fuck you because they know that you've been everywhere. And I know that's old school, and I know um, I sound archaic and unliberated, but I, you know what? My, my mom wasn't right about much, but she was right about one thing, which is have sex with the people you want to, but deny, deny, deny. Don't fucking tell people what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> just keep a secret for God's sake. Uh, cause no, what person wants the girl that's been, and I know, I know it's wrong. Is it feminist? No, but I feel like it's kind of true. I feel like at the end of the day, dudes want you to be, I don't know, not, not a virgin, but just not, you know, the girl who's fucking ridden on every dude's knob in college. It's just like, it's just unattractive. And I, I say that because I feel that the flip of that is unattractive to me personally. Dudes that have banged like hundreds of girls on campus, I would never touch them. And I didn't. I went out on a date once. I remember this guy was like, he told me within minutes of meeting me, I've had sex with over 75 women and we were like 22 years old. And it was so repugnant to me that this person had such little value for themselves. They value their bodies and their emotions so little. I was like, get your life. Get get that dirty dick away from me. So it goes both ways. I shouldn't say it's just for, you know, uh, men looking to women. But here's the point with, with, with all this shit. Uh, the more aloof and mysterious you are, like Jackie Onassis, aloof and mysterious, with men, the better your life is. I'm telling you, and that doesn't mean game playing. I'm not talking about childish game playing. You know, this whole, how long do I wait before I text him back? Don't, not, not that. Just saying, treat dudes, this always worked for me. Okay, this is not a gospel, but this will work for me. Treat dudes like they're friends, like they're people. Like they're somebody you would want to have fun with and get along with. You know what I'm saying? And, and take it slow. Be cash. 
I know it's like I talked to my male friends who were dating and they're like, within the first two dates, this woman's asking me, where is this going? Are we getting married? Like, dude. And the irony is, is that the less you push commitment on a guy in the beginning, the less you push yourself, the more he's going to want it. And I know it's just, it's like a trick of, 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 of fucking psychology or something. The, the less jealous you are, the less needy and like grody you are, the more he's going to want to be in your Kool-Aid. And that is just how it goes. I'm not saying treat, treat men like shit. I don't advocate that. I advocate the opposite, which is treat them as you would a very good friend in the beginning. And actually, no, always, always. Even when you're married, I, I cannot stand people uh, who complain to me about their shitty, shitty marriages because, because this isn't India. This is America. You can marry whoever you want. Nobody's putting a gun to your head and telling you to marry the a-hole. And, and, and don't give me that horse shit that, but yeah, but he changed. Unless he's mentally ill, which is totally possible. He was an a-hole before you got married, all right? If he was a lying, cheating douchebag when you were dating, he's going to be that way when you're married. So don't give me that horse shit. But then women get married and then they blame the guy for every failure in their life and they make the marriage miserable. And I've seen it over and over again. Excuse me. And just be nice. What the fuck? I mean, treat your spouse like you would a good friend, right? Treat your, treat your boyfriend like you would somebody that you cherish and, and like. Don't, don't blame him for everything, man. And don't be jealous. It's so gross. Isn't it gross? It's like the grossest trait on somebody. And if you are jealous of something, check yourself before you fucking say something to that, your partner. Don't say it. Don't, don't, don't. Don't be like, oh, you're going to have uh, lunch with Carrie? don't don't do it check yourself first and if you still think you know what i'm saying like see this make sure nothing nothing's wrong with you and then go to him and be like all right what's happening with you and carrie you fucking carry um it's just the most unattractive quality so here's some do's and don'ts and i just found these on the internet uh here's here it says the best insurance against jealousy and envy are to increase your self-esteem yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Isn't that like the the answer to everything? Just like yourself more, man. Like yourself. So for jealousy, improve the intimacy in your relationship. Oh, if you're suspicious of your mate, this is the best. Journal about any times in prior relationships, including same-sex and family relationships, when you were betrayed or rejected. If you're still concerned, tell your partner the behavior that bothers you with an open mind and a non-accusatory manner. See, that's kind of what I was saying, right? Check yourself. I don't know about journaling. I uh, I actually highly discourage journaling. I think that if you if you want to ruin your relationships, go ahead and journal. Yeah, if if you want to fucking sabotage yourself and your relationship with someone, go ahead and write a diary because. <laughs> I have heard that a million times too. Uh, well, old old hubby stumbles stumbles upon the diary, or goes through the phone and finds the text messages you thought you had deleted. But the diary is like, <laughs> I honestly think when people keep journals and diaries, they're asking, they're asking that someone else to read it. You're just you're begging for trouble. You're begging for someone to come along and read it and um and and ruin and ruin your life with that person no good that's how i found out some guy was cheating on me i was going through shit i was again 20 years old not the 39 year old you have speaking to you today but you know 20 something year old christina going through boyfriend's diary and boy oh boy did i read some shit i didn't want to read so either don't read your spouse's or boyfriend, girlfriend's diary or just don't write one so that nobody can read the shit that you got going on in your head. Nobody needs to know. It's between you and God and you and your shrink, whatever insecurities you got. Or in this case, me and my podcasting audience. God, yeah, fuck journaling. Don't listen to that. <laughs> Go see a shrink and tell them about the times you were betrayed. Because it's true, nine times out of ten, you know, you're just being triggered from some past thing, maybe, maybe. Maybe you've had bad luck in the past with dudes um, or, or women or whatever. 
so there you go. If you're so okay, so share your feelings of insecurity rather than judging him or her. Respect your partner's privacy and freedom. I agree with that too, because the truth of it is, like I said earlier in the show, listen, when you're triggered by somebody, when someone does something that quote pisses you off or makes you jealous or makes you feel a certain way, it's not really what's happening. They're just doing them and you're getting all punked out and freaked out and you got to come and figure out what it is that, uh, what it is inside of you that's, that's twisted. Hold on my fucking headphones. Hold on. Okay. I've resolved that since, um, share your feelings. Yeah. Rather than judging him or her, cause it's usually about you. It's about you. Unless I said they're, they're abused or they really are doing something to screw with you. I don't want to say it's always about you because that's totally neurotic. Um, it can't be about them. Respect your privacy's part, uh, partner's privacy and freedom. Uh-uh, right? Don't go through their di- don't go through their diaries like I did. Don't try to control or cross-examine your partner or sneak into his. Oh, here we go. Or sneak into his email or phone, which creates new problems and can make your partner distrust you. And that's another thing. Just from personal experience, mama's lived a few years. If you're a young girl, a guy, anybody listening and you're a young person, honestly, honestly, if you're at the point in your relationship with someone where you see their phone and you pick that shit up and you go through it and you look for evidence of something bad happening it's over. It's already over. It's already over <laughs> because you're already, you, you, you have an inclination, which is why you picked it up. You had a feeling, you had a whisper of infidelity or a whisper of wrongdoing and you picked up their phone to confirm or verify that. So if you're going through somebody's shit already, it's done. Just fucking break up seriously, or just confront them. Yeah, get it over with. It it is bad news bears. You got to respect someone's privacy. Oh, and another thing, never, never, never do this, dude. Never do this. Never do this. I've known women who do this to their boyfriends. If you want a dude to run for the hills from you, show up at one of his guy nights like when a, when a guy tells you I'm I'm going to have um I'm going to go out for guys night it's going to be me and my buddies we're going to watch football at this bar let him go okay don't show up and oh hey I just thought I no 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 really not cool cuz all it says is I'm really insecure I'm really jealous I don't trust you I don't trust this and that will make somebody head for it. This is dating stuff, by the way. And this is not marriage stuff. Dating, dating, dating. Dating stuff, another thing. Don't just show up at somebody's work unannounced in the beginning. It's like, that's kind of uncool, too. I think, you know, even even married, I would never show up at my husband's place of business unannounced and just drop in on him. <laughs> like, why? Because um, that just reeks of insecurity, reeks of, of jealous yucky yuck uh behavior no it's so unattractive nobody likes that nobody now the converse of that though uh is when you are in the relationship especially as a woman mm, you better keep an eye on other bitches i mean that keep an eye on other bitches on shady bitches i'm not talking about the people that you've known and trusted for years as like couple friends or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that bitch who comes over. Maybe she's wearing some inappropriate shit around your man. Uh, maybe she's flirting with your husband in front of you. Maybe you don't know her so well, so you're not sure what she's all about. You keep an eye on that bitch, okay? And uh, and that's just protecting what you got, <laughs> Because I've had that happen, too, where I'm like, um, what is happening right now? Like, are you, we're not swingers. You know that, right? Like, why are you why are you hitting on my husband in front of me? This is super weird. So, yeah. But I don't know if that I don't think that's jealous. I think that's just protecting what is what's what's yours, your marriage, your home, your life. Don't let other bitches come in and, 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 and try to swoop on your shit. You better get your life on that. Yeah. 
So that's it. That's all I got for you guys. I, I hope it's been helpful. Um, and like I said, the upside to, to jealousy is that it's uh, uh, envy rather jealousy there. I don't know if there is an upside to it, quite honestly, uh, other than, other than really indicating that you need to work on your self-esteem big time. And at the age of 20, oh my God, I had so many problems. <laughs> of course I had to work on my self-esteem. Of course, of course. I was spitting on people. I was going through diaries of boyfriends. Durr. Something was really wrong with me. Oh, I would never be 20 again. I would never be 20 again. It's so hard. It's the hardest time in a person's life. God bless you if you're in your early 20s. I know. I know. It's so hard. Ugh. Ugh. But you're so good looking. You're so beautiful right now. Uh, so there. Um, yeah. And if you're envious of somebody, remem- remember that it's kind of a nice indicator for you to kind of go in that direction. Maybe... Maybe there's some dream that you're not fulfilling. Maybe there's some deep-rooted shame that you have about yourself, which is why you're envious of what somebody else has. So, yeah. Yeah. You can still be envious of your friend, but but ha- be happy for them at the same time, which I think happens a lot. It doesn't happen a lot <laughs> where you're like, oh, I wish I had that, but I'm happy for you. And then mean it and actually be able to mean it. That's the part. That's the... uh that's where you want to be guys, right? Bros, that's where you want to be. Where you're like, I'm happy for you. And I'm really happy for you. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't impinge on what you got going on. It never does. Someone else's success or failure really doesn't affect you. Ultimately it can't, it doesn't. There's, there's so much in the world. There's plenty to go around, to go around. There's just, there's, there's too much. There's plenty to go around. Got nothing to do with you. So there you go. Enjoy your envy. Look into your heart of darkness when you feel it. I know it's scary and I know it's not. Shame is one of the hardest things to look at in yourself. That's why they call it shame and not awesome feelings. It's it's fucking shitty. But if you can go into your heart of darkness and come out of it okay, then then you're good. And figure it out, bros. It's all about having the courage to take the inner voyage into yourself. And it's worth it. Believe me, it's worth it. It's worth it, isn't it? It's worth it. You only got one life to live. You want to spend it fucking miserable and full of anxiety and depression. You know, someone said to me the other day, Christina, I'm so amazed you're so brave to face all these things in your life. And I go, but yeah, but what the fuck else am I going to do? What what else am I going to do? Spend my life ignoring the things that I have in my head that bum me out or medicating? Am I going to get drunk every time I feel a bad feeling? Am I going to act out? Am I going to ruin my life because I got negative thoughts about my mommy and about myself and about this and that? There's there's no other voyage but the inner one, my friends. Believe me, all this other shit you think you want, you can want it and you should want it. It's nothing. It's, it is, none of that shit's going to make you happy. Just like in the social media video, that beautiful Australian girl that gave up her millions of followers and her modeling because she realized is that all there is it's not about the it's not about the money it's not about the fame it's not about that right at the end of the day bros it's all about you it's all about you and not just you but loving other people clearly hello but you got to work on yourself first otherwise you're never going to love you're never going to find love with some with another human being and that is just the truth of it all right you're going to end up being a jealous miserable fuck Ugh, until you get your life. <laughs> You're going to spit on people until you realize that you got to work on yourself just a little bit before you can love. <laughs> so there, I'm glad we did this together. I, uh, I feel better now. I hope you do too. I hope this has been somewhat helpful and informative and uh, yeah, examine your envy, examine it, examine that jealousy. Don't let it go. Don't just figure you're just that kind of person. You're better than that. You're bigger than that. We're all trying to be better and bigger than that. Be, be better, do more, try harder. (laughs) That's all I want to do, bros. All right. I'm out of here. I'm going to go to Whole Foods and uh, I'm going to drink some kombucha. I don't even know. I don't know what it is. I like it. Maybe I'll get a burrito. You only got that burrito stand. I really like that. Yeah. 
I'm going to eat. My cousin's coming over. We're going to get Manny Petties. Okay. Fun part of pregnancy, can't cut your own toenails after month six or so. All right, guys. Until next week, that's been Deep Bros. Philosophize with Philosophize with Christina P, a.k.a. Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party. Our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke, or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates. Got us talking all properly, topically. Just a comedian discussing these philosophies. Serious questions, silly people. What's that? That's deep, bro. It is the ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.